You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined, as I am each week, by Rhett Bollinger and Rhett. As we record this, a 10-game losing streak, and the pitching, it just seems, is, is totally bombed out, bottomed out for this club. Uh, eight or more runs allowed in six consecutive games, one shy of a major league record. What do you make of uh, the recent troubles? It's definitely been bad for this team. You know, We thought this team kind of was over the hump a little bit. We knew about the slow start. They started playing better baseball the last couple months. I think they're right around 500 over a two-month span going back to you know early July. and had a good month of July there. Um, and sure enough, all of a sudden, here the last 10 days or so, it's really kind of hit the skids here. And uh, to lose 10 in a row, uh, again, after losing you know, nine in a row early in the season, is definitely not a good sign. And it's kind of everything that could go wrong pretty much has been going on wrong recently. The pitching staff hasn't really been giving them a chance outside of Irvin Santana. And even when they do have leads, the bullpens come in and really struggle. I think they're a little bit overworked at this point. And some of the rookies, you know, have had their struggles. Kepler, at least, you know, had you know decent game there on Sunday in the last game, a couple RBIs each. But in general, a lot of the youngsters are struggling too, and they've had some injuries. So, yeah, it's just been kind of a perfect storm. Uh, they had some good teams, obviously, but it's still not an excuse to lose ten in a row. That's that's a pretty uh, impressive amount of games to lose in a row. But uh, they were against you know some contending teams there. It's not going to get any easier uh, here in Cleveland as well. You know, Paul Molitor gathered these guys together at a team meeting uh, last week in Toronto, and I, I know he's made some comments in recent weeks to to the press about, uh, you know, the need for just more mental toughness, especially late in games, and, and that's how you win close games or for games on the road or, or what have you. And, you know, the outfield defense has been a little roughshod this year. It just seems like, a, a you know, as much as this team has had its troubles with injuries or, um, you know, performance wasn't expected of, of certain guys, that, that kind of thing, it just seems like there is some cleaning up to be done as far as how they play the game, especially, you know, late in games. Yeah, definitely. This is the most frustrated I've ever seen Molitor. You know, Molitor is one of those guys who's kind of famous for being even keel, doesn't get too high or too low, but it's pretty obvious just, you know, talking to him every day, you know, before and after these games, especially after, that he's frustrated. You know, this team, uh, you know, had a lot more potential than he felt going into the season. And you're right, I think a lot of it is the mental toughness, a lot of mistakes late, even in the injury you know, Robbie Grossman, outfield defense, Grossman's really had some struggles out there, and then he takes a crazy route and runs straight back and then runs over to the gap where the ball is really hit, and sure enough, he runs right into Danny Santana, and mm-hmm. Danny Santana's now on the DL with a sprained shoulder. So, uh, yeah, it's just been ugly out there. <clears throat> it's just kind of one of those things to see Mauder that frustrated. It's certainly uh, something we're not used to seeing, uh, so it's definitely eating at him right now. Uh, you know, it's just they can't really get anything going. Um, it's just been a, a rough time for this team, and you're right. A lot of things kind of need to happen here. We'll see what kind of shakeups happen. You know, maybe this off season. As we know, uh, there's still no permanent GM, uh, but something has to be done. I'm, I'm guessing at some point they'll take a hard look at the player development system as well. Because there's a lot of players come up that you know, whether it's Byron Buxton or Jose Barrios, uh, you know, come up as big time prospects and have really struggled here. It's not like it's you know rare. It happens around baseball sometimes, but uh, at some point that's kind of got to be addressed to figure out why exactly some of these young guys that have come up haven't exactly taken off and started running the way that some other prospects have around baseball. Yeah, talk about the, the Santana play. Talk about a play that, that kind of summed up a season in, in one uh, one short moment there. Uh, since we last spoke, Rhett, Jose Barreos was sent down with an ERA over 10. And, uh, I mean, kind of comparable to Byron Buxton with the, you know, multiple minor league stays this year. What's What's next for him? Well, so kind of get that command going, I think, is the biggest thing. He's really struggled to locate that fastball, and then because of that, he falls behind. 
and uh, you know throws it right over the middle and gets crushed, and he can't locate his breaking stuff as well either. Um, it's just a command thing, but it's strange because that's not really an issue, it seems like, in, in the minor leagues. It's because his numbers are so good. He doesn't really walk anybody in the minor leagues, but up here, you know, he's walking a ton of guys. I think his last night before his emotion, he, got, he walked five more guys. Um, they've been working with him on his mechanics a ton, uh, trying to change his arm angle a little bit and some of his arm action, too. He kind of has this thing where he kind of almost, like, when he throws, he kind of has his arm almost behind his back. And that's kind of whip across his body. They're trying to fix that a little bit, but... Um, it's interesting because that wasn't stuff they ever really fixed in the minor leagues. And like I said, it was never a, in terms of player development. You know, Barrio said he was never told to fix any of that stuff or any of that mechanics. But I guess part of it was because if it's not broken, don't fix it. And the minors, because the numbers were so good. But clearly, whatever it was that was working down there isn't working up here, and they're trying to fig- figure out why. And I don't think they have that answer yet. I mean, clearly, the guy's got an ERA uh, above 10. So um, for the good stuff he has, you got to figure he's going to figure out something. He kind of looked to, I think. Uh, the Twins, in terms of you know their history, in terms of a starter having that bad of a start to his career, I think the last guy to have one that bad was uh, Brad Radke, who uh, obviously turned out to be just fine for that team. So he's only 22 years old, so there's definitely uh, you know some time for him to figure it out. And the stuff is definitely there, which is a good sign. Um, but now he's got to figure out how to harness it. So I think right now the plan is to kind of have him work on those mechanics at AAA, get it going there. Potentially it could be a September call-up, um, but definitely not the season that anyone was really anticipating from a, such a highly regarded prospect. Yeah, and same with Buxton. What are we hearing about uh, his progress down AAA? Well, it was definitely telling that, uh, you know, Danny Santana goes in the DL and they decided to call up uh, a journeyman in, in Logan Schaefer instead of Buxton. Right. Buxton was today named on Monday the International League uh, Player of the Week uh, because he did have a nice week offensively in terms of home runs. He homered in three straight games. Uh, but still, you look at the numbers, even in the time he's been down there recently, a lot of strikeouts again, and that's kind of been the you know the big issue at the major league level is just putting the ball in play. Um, and at AAA, he kind of you know that was never really an issue, but right now it is again. Um, so you got to wonder if it's something is with his mechanics or something with the swing, or if it's just a mental thing now. And he's striking out too much. At least he's showing some progress and hitting the ball a lot better down there, which is a good sign. But uh, I do think it was pretty telling they want him to work on cutting down those strikeouts and making more contact because uh, he easily could have been the replacement up here. Uh, you know, Santana going down because they don't really have a true center fielder on the roster. Eddie Rosario actually has still been, you know, pretty capably in center, but he's not a traditional center fielder the way that, you know, uh, Buxton is. And Santana can play a little bit of center like he did when he got hurt there. But, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see them going to shape over Buxton. I do, I do feel like Buxton will be up here in a few days, obviously, when the rosters expand. Um, but I do think at the same time he's got to continue to kind of work on making more contact. And that's kind of a big key right now. All right, there you have it, the last word from Rhett. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.